0: Welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, September the 7th, 2022, and Dr. Rick and I are coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And what we really want to spend today doing is just kind of recap a little bit about the global conference that we were able to have in dubai in july where partners from 17 different nations were able to come into dubai to uh, worship uh, the lord together uh, to equip one another and really just to see this gospel that has been given to us uh, to be entrusted to one another but also entrusted uh, to uh, the nations and and to the vulnerable and so uh, just excited about this opportunity for dr rick and i to just discuss some of the highs, uh, some of the things that we were able to experience uh, there in Dubai uh, with our partners together. But before uh, I bring on Dr. Rick, I wanna remind you about the Run For One and actually uh, what a very apropos promo this week as the Run For One goes to support our partners around the world through our unadopted and global orphan care ministries. Our annual 5K Run For One brings hope to the vulnerable children around the world You can run in person if you're in Birmingham, Alabama or wanna travel to Birmingham, Alabama on September 24th, or you can run wherever you are with our Run Where You Are option. You get a t-shirt no matter where you run. uh, You're able to know that you're running with thousands of others, uh, not just here in North America, but around the world. And you also know that all of the donations, all of the RUN sponsorship and all of the support goes to sponsor our partners who are caring for orphans and vulnerable children in 17 different nations. So for more information or to register, you can go to lifelinechild.org backslash RUN. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash RUN. Or as always, you can see our show notes. Well, it's that time of the Defender podcast that everyone has grown to know and love, and that is where we bring on the venerable Dr. Rick. Uh, Dr. Rick, I know that it was a blessing for you as well as it was for me to be together with all of these brothers and sisters from around the world when we were able to gather in Dubai. And what many people may not know is that you had the opportunity to not only travel to Dubai, not only travel to Dubai with your lovely wife, Denise, but also to celebrate both your birthday and your anniversary while we were in Dubai.
1: It was well-timed. I have to say, Um, you know, there was, there was no forethought in the planning of that, but it sure worked out really well. And uh, so we were, we were incredibly blessed. And you know what Herbie, what an incredible birthday present, honestly, Um, to be able to be with, uh, this group of brothers and sisters from around the world, um, I, I think, you know, there there are many times where um, we live in a culture where hype is normal and where people talk in terms of extremes and, you know, the best thing I've ever done and the best thing I've ever eaten and, and that sort of thing. And I um, but truly, I think I can say um, that conference and that gathering and being with those brothers and sisters is truly one of the best things I've ever done. And just thank the Lord that, uh, you know, that, that I, and and you and lots of other people had that opportunity to, to be together. Um, and it, it truly was a really both the answer to a lot of prayer, but also, um, the culmination of, of a pretty big vision in trying to see a group of, um, ministries come together really around the gospel and around care for uh the fatherless and you know in this way and you know we've retold the story uh here several times about just really the 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 times that we have been in places and and have you know really grieved over the fact that um we've watched the gospel kind of be put into the background in in conferences and settings like this and i think the most the most incredible thing that that the lord did for us through this is the gospel was front and center in everything that happened and and it it just really made the the time and the time with people rich and and i'm looking forward to the opportunity to to be able to maybe paint a little bit of a picture for the folks that are listening to the podcast about what we did and about who we were with but but also maybe to to be able to challenge folks to pray or to to think about how you know, they might be involved because this is really not, um, this is not the end of the story in a lot of ways. It's just the beginning in, you know, in, in many ways.
0: Yeah. Amen. And I think certainly the time together was just so rich. And I think we both imagined that this would be a fantastic time. We were looking forward to it, but I think for, at least for me, I don't think I had any expectation of just, how much fun it would be, but also how impactful it would be. And I know for you, you got to take Denise, as we said. Uh, I had the opportunity. Uh, <laughs> the blessing of traveling a lot is I have a lot of sky miles, So I had the opportunity to take my family with me, my wife, my three children. You know, I think one of the greatest things and the blessings was getting to have Ashley and the kids not only be there, but to meet those partners that that we've been working with for years, partners they've never met, uh, they've heard me talk about, we've prayed about as a family, but they've never actually been able to spend time uh, with some of these dear partners. And then I think just to be able to worship in a room together with with people from every, not every tribe, but many tribes and tongues and languages and nations you know, even as we talk about the conference, uh, you know, one of my favorite parts was was the prayer time we had on the first night. Uh, you know, the Lord the Lord led us as we were leading that to really encourage the participants not to speak in English but to speak in their heart language, uh, and and not because we were trying to contrive anything, but more because we weren't speaking to one another; we were speaking to the Lord, and to hear uh, brothers pray, praying in their heart language, um, to the Lord, to, to hear just the, 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 passion, uh, was certainly something that was great. And I don't know about you, Dr. Rick, but I felt like that first day was good, but kind of after we had prayed together, it just, it, 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 accentuated the relationships, but also the time together that much more.
1: Well, and I, I think the, the reality, um, just going back and thinking about that moment and 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 what was supposed to be you know probably what 30 minutes of prayer or so turned into about an hour and a half of um just a a room full of the the women in one place the men in another um praying in their heart languages and and just you know really crying out to the father and going to the father together um you know, I remember the thought crossing my mind at some point in that there was a, you know, there was kind of just a moment to where I I, I just stopped, um, like stopped my own praying and talking to God and just had this moment to listen. And, man, I thought this has got to be a little bit like what heaven is is going to be just um, the the richness of the, you know, that time. And, and I think, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast and in life about um, the pandemic and about all the things with, you know, with COVID. And, and I, I, I think you're right that, but like this opportunity to be face to face together from all the four corners of the earth and, and to be on our faces before God together was, it was incredibly rich, um, because we've been at such a distance from each other for, you know, for a long time, and so there, there are some of these. Yes, we met, we met brothers and sisters that we had never laid eyes on before, and 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 personally that I had never met, but but also um, being with, uh, you know, brothers and sisters that um, that we've been with many, many, many times, but we've been able, you know, we've been at a distance. Um, it's, it's funny yesterday in, um, the, the church that we attend, uh, here that we're members of, we're, we're, we're working our way through the book of Ephesians and, and yesterday our, our pastor was right at the beginning of Ephesians four, where he's talking about the body of Christ and, you know, this idea, and he made the statement, which uh, he kind of thought people might think was a little bit scandalous, but I think it's really true that this idea that, um, that for those of us that are in christ we have more in common and and probably deeper relationship and deeper fellowship with our brothers and sisters in christ even some that we've not met than we do with our own family who aren't who aren't following jesus and and you know that's true and and i think that was that was one of the really one of the most special things was to um, to experience that kind of unity and brotherhood, and you know, it, it was it was amazing. Um, I, I think also it was it was incredible to hear about all of the different ways that the Lord is is at work, and all of the different ways that brothers and sisters around the globe are leveraging God's call to care for the orphan to um, to pursue the agenda of. Proclaiming the gospel and 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 seeing the gospel penetrate in you know in their various places and and it was it was such a privilege to be able to be um, in a place where we were kind of unhurried and unhindered to be able to hear you know from some of that and I, I think for me you know Herbie the other thing that was remarkable about this conference is that that many times we um, we enter into conferences like this and it's all about it's all about help right like it's all about um it's all about like what we can do to fix our ministries or what we can learn that's like the next idea that we can have or um or what have you and 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 the thing that i really one of the things that was incredibly special about this time is that that it wasn't so much about best practices. It wasn't so much about, you know, I've even had people come, you know, ask me since we were back. So, so like, what did you guys do? What did you focus on? We really focused on the gospel <laughs> and, and the, the, the challenge of understanding all that Christ has done for us and all that that means. And, uh, and heard some of the richest preaching that I think I've ever heard uh, from, you know, from the, from the brothers that, that shared. And, and that was a, That was literally a worldwide enterprise in in the people that were, you know, that were a part of that and shared with us.
0: Well, I think that was just, I mean, even as you talked about it, you know, the main session, the preaching, walking through God's word, the beauty of having all of these different brothers from different contexts share, because it, it wasn't just rich to be able to hear the word. Preached in that regard uh, from a, a brother from a different context, but even to to feel the examples of application that they were bringing from their context was so rich. Uh, obviously, every single one of them was rich. To from from Petri, who we know and love in Romania, to. Pastor Raphael Kajubi from Uganda, who just always does such a great job expounding on God's word. Uh, even to our brother Nicholas Osorio from Colombia, who is one of the best expository preachers that, that I know worldwide. But then the to have Tarun Menagaram, who who really wasn't even supposed to speak, he was speaking on behalf of his mother, who had to leave because of tragedy in their family. And this is a family that has lost their father, the patriarch of the ministry, Isaac, uh, you know, has a mother-in-law, a grandmother who's, who's slowly passing away from Alzheimer's uh, and actually is, it gets sick so that mom has to leave. So Tyrone, who was able to bring in both humor, but also real life tragedy and suffering experiences, born an orphan, adopted, his dad has passed away of COVID. That I think was probably one of the most rich times of, of hearing from a child who had been orphaned, uh, who's lost their father, who, who knows suffering, but yet is still praising Jesus and, and taking us to the, the passages to remind us uh, that we're going to suffer. I, I, I really, I, I know our team did a great job putting the, the, the schedule together, but quite honestly, the Lord just really brought the thunder as he always does by bringing it all together in a crescendo of encouragement. And that was just, it was just, it was beautiful. And, and I really feel like because it wasn't a conference that was just a bunch of Americans speaking, it actually brought a richness, but it also brought the level of vulnerability down because it didn't feel like an American team preaching at an international audience or a uh, uh, an international American team trying to tell an international audience what to think. It really was the body of Christ encouraging and equipping one another. And, you know, truly as iron sharpens iron, so when man sharpens another, I was sharpened so much. I know all of those from North America were sharpened as well as our brothers and sisters. It it really was a beautiful time to see the body of Christ working together.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think that, that, one of the things that was and and I think we all know this on some level but it was it was certainly on display um was there things were not contextually defined right like there it wasn't it wasn't because of necessarily what we do or how we do what we do the 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 emphasis was really on the commonality that we have in Christ and 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 about the The essential nature of the gospel and the thing that the thing that makes our ministries similar and compatible is not necessarily because we all do the same thing the same way, um, but what really makes us compatible is that we do it we do it for the same, you know, for the same Lord and and ultimately for you know for His glory and and, and for His fame and 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 it was man it was so good to to see even. You know, even down to our, our friends that, you know, that joined us from, uh, from Life Shape that came in and did some, some leadership training and, and some, uh, you know, some really uh, helped our, our, folks to, to sort of think through, um, some practical things about ministry leadership but it was all really done um, with that centrality on it's not how you do what you do but it's why you do what what you do and and being you know being grounded essentially in um, in the you know in in the gospel and and to not lose that and and so I think that was that was an incredible. You know, an incredible time to I think the other part, too, was just we getting that whole group of people together so that they were able to interact and were able to spend time with one another and able to sharpen one another through the process. I mean, I I couldn't count over the days that we were there the the number of times that I walked through the hotel lobby or walked through some of the areas in the hotel and would see you know, two or three ministry leaders kind of clumped up together and they were, you know, they were talking about their, their context and, and sometimes talking about the things that they'd seen, you know, that the Lord has used and, and, and things that have worked. Sometimes they were talking (laughs) about frustrations and things that they were, they were struggling in, but they were pouring into one another. Um, and there was there was just a really passionate um, engagement with one another, but also sharing and 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 really um, you know being committed to one another's growth and and I think based on you know honestly based on things that we've seen uh, even in the aftermath on social media and all that that God really began some uh, some some very very cool relationships through this process. Um, that we'll, that I think will live on and will bear fruit for a long, long time.
0: Amen. I mean, even to see the conversation with partners uh, that I've had, that, that they've had with each other, has been beautiful. And you know, to see the greater collaboration in the body of Christ that now brothers and sisters from different countries and different parts of the world are continuing what was started, uh, by helping one another by thinking through some of the same issues that they're going through and I think it was just beautiful to realize too that that while we all may have different circumstances while we may have you know different trappings or different surroundings and uh, know sometimes dr. Rick you call it the window dressings our window dressings may look different we're all made of the same stuff and we all have the same dilemmas and the same issues. You know, I, I know that even at one point, you know, Ashley and I sat down with, a, you know, a partner and his wife and uh, our kids are around the same age. And even though different cultures and different contexts, going through a lot of the same stuff and as parents feeling the same inadequacies and being able to encourage one another, it really does remind you that we are the body of christ and that what we have binds us together closer you know than than anything else one of the things i do want to highlight dr rick and i know you got to be a part of these sessions and i got to be a part of some of these sessions as well is we were able to partner with life shape part of chick-fil-a and a part of wind shape and we had three owner operators from chick-fil-a a uh, Chick-fil-A owner right here in Birmingham, Alabama, Chick-fil-A owner in the state of California and a a Chick-fil-A owner from Cincinnati or Northern Kentucky. And the content that they put out for these partners was so good, but even the respect, you know, all of these international partners are coming and most of them have never even eaten at Chick-fil-A. However, they knew what Chick-fil-A was and had a great respect for them. And those sessions were were so good and so impactful on a practical level. What what did you see here and experience from those? Well, I think I think one of the things
1: that our friends at LifeShape did really really well was was creating experiences where where they they drew good things out of the people that were there and and so it was it was very action-oriented. It was very, it was very much um, built on principles of leadership and, and ways to lead people, ways to, to lead volunteers, ways to you know. The, but but primarily, um, they created experiences in order to to get the people that were in the room um, talking about what they what they already know, what they're already experiencing. They they created a forum for um for collaboration to happen and and really you know kept this this great sense of a a core of enduring leadership principles and and things that are um that are like well-proven leadership concepts but they but they did it in such a way that the the people that were there that were a part of this um took ownership of the things that were, that were presented to them. It wasn't someone else's idea. It was our ideas. And, and I think the, you know, the, the proof in the pudding in that was, um, with, with our, our four folks that came, you know, from Chick-fil-A for, or from, from LifeShape from the, you know, from the, the foundation side, and then also the, the, the three owner operators that were there, um, they just became part of the mix, right? Like they, they became part of the, the, the group of friends there. I mean, we, we, we now have three owner operators who are excited about going and visiting partners on the field and taking people with them and, and, and pouring into ministry in, in those contexts. And, and I think the, I think the reason is because, um, because they were able to foster a deep level of engagement and, um, and, and, a, and a deep level of, of even relationship building over those, you know, over those several days. And, and I would, you know, I commend our team as well here, um, just in, in, in putting together an experience where we really were able to be together and to spend time, um, you know really just growing in our in our relationships and and growing closer to the the people that we've you know in in some cases people that we've ministered alongside for for many many years but to have to have this sort of context and And I think, you know, as we go forward, I think the other, you know, the other question, people are probably listening to this podcast. They're going, that's great. It sounds, it sounds great, but but like, how could I be involved? How, how could I take a step to, to be, to get involved in what God's doing in this global agenda and in, in bringing the gospel forth to, um, to orphan and vulnerable children. And, and so if, if you're out there and you're asking, we're really glad you're asking that question, because I think that was that was the other thing that came away that we came away with is is understanding that there are there are opportunities and there are um, there needs to be to be met um, around the world. And that um, and, and so looking at um, church partners and and people who would. Who would come alongside many of these ministries and help hold the rope help to to provide collaboration who would be willing to um to pour into a partner globally but also churches that would be willing to be poured into by you know by a global partner and and i think one of the things that you know just i can underscore after after spending this time is that these are not one-way relationships um that that any anyone who we've had the opportunity to serve through, you know, through the relationships that we've been able to form here at Lifeline. Um, We have received so much more in, uh, in godly counsel and godly wisdom and in an opportunity to learn. And, and the Lord has continued to grow us because of the people that were, you know, these people from, from the 17 nations that were represented and, and so I would, I would want to, uh, to say to anybody out there, if, you're, if your church is, is, is looking for a way to, to, to get involved globally with a ministry that, that you can partner with and collaborate with and that you can build relationships with that is centered on the gospel and centered in, uh, in taking the gospel to their community and caring for the fatherless in their community, Um, we just spent some time with a lot of people, uh, who, who are, um, who, who 100% are, are, are pursuing that agenda and, and are, are people that are, you know, that are worthy of our, uh, of our engagement with.
0: Amen. And if you want to learn more about how to get engaged with unadopted, you can always visit our website at of course, lifelinechild.org. And again, an easy way to start your engagement is the Run For One, and it's right around the corner. Uh, It's on September 24th, and you can go to lifelinechild.org backslash run, run where you are. That's a great thing. You actually get to run on behalf of the work these global partners are doing uh, to bring the gospel, to manifest the gospel to orphan and vulnerable children. And so what a blessed time it was. We wish you all could be there, but I hope you got just a slice and a piece of knowing what it did feel like to be able to worship together, seek the Lord together, pray together, and open up God's word together, but also the practical pieces and the practical help to be able to encourage and equip one another. So thanks for joining us on this episode of Defender Podcast. We look forward to see you again next week.